Grace of Giving, Chapter 8. More, more, more. The group of believers was one in mind and heart. None of them said that any of their belongings were their own, but they all shared with one another everything they had. Acts 4, verse 32. We have to ask ourselves a very serious question. If we have been given so much, why do we keep on asking for more? In our churches, we are screaming, yelling and hollering at God to bless us. We often seem to think the louder the better. But you know what? I believe we are already blessed as the body of Christ. Read 1 Corinthians 1 verse 5 again. Read it aloud. Read it five times. Make it personal. Fill in your own name. Fill it in your church's name and scream it from the rooftops. Because it says, For in union with Christ you have become rich in all things, including all speech and all knowledge. We have been given it all. Now is the time to use it. We no longer have any business with the thief. We don't need to gather more, ask for more or simply get more. We have been given it all. We have been storing up and we just keep on asking for more. Aren't we doing the same as Adam and Eve did? Think about it. They had everything they possibly needed and wanted. Peace with God, a beautiful place to live, no crazy in-laws and dominion over the earth. They had a perfect life, yet they wanted more. They were not givers, they took. They fell for the ways of the thief. That same mentality is our human nature. We always want more, even if we have enough. One day, I was driving down the 405 freeway in Southern California, and I saw a billboard that said in big letters, it's always more, more, more with you Californians. It was an ad for a certain car with a ridiculous amount of horsepower. Of course, this ad doesn't just speak to the folks on the West Coast. It speaks to all of us. When are we going to stop asking for more? We just love to buy, collect, store, possess, take, keep and treasure. I once had a part-time job at one of those self-storage places for a while. Self-storage has been a booming business in America for the last several decades or so. They popped up like mushrooms all over the country. The concept intrigued me. What do people need those cubicles for? One day I decided to ask the manager. He told me people store stuff in those places and pay for it. Well, what kind of stuff? I asked curiously. His answer left me speechless. Oh, just stuff they don't need. I must have looked rather dumb with my mouth open and a big question mark above my head. People actually pay someone to keep stuff they don't need? It blew me away. What about the garage? Can't they store it in a garage? Well, everyone knows the answer to that, I presume. The garage is for the car. Needless to say that most cars end up in the driveway because the garage is full of stuff that no one needs. However, it's one notch up from the stuff we probably never need again. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm using this analogy because it also applies to our spiritual lives. We store up so much insight, so many teachings, so much knowledge, so many revelations, and whatever we can get in our notebooks while running from church to conferences to Bible study to retreat sessions, then we forget what we have in storage. When we need something, we don't go out looking through our stuff, because that's too much work. We just go out and buy something new. 
We keep accumulating without really using what we have, without tapping into the resources we already possess. That mentality is the way of the thief. More, more, more. Maybe you feel I'm taking this too far, but listen to what Psalm 73 verse 12 says. That is what the wicked are like. They have plenty and are always getting more. Always wanting more is a wicked way. It does not please God. In order to become true givers, we have to let go of our gathering attitude. I believe we need to get rid of our storage mentality. According to Jesus' words in Matthew 19, verse 21, we should exchange our earthly possessions for true wealth in heaven. Looking back at part one of this book, we have to ask ourselves again, would we rather take than give? Do we store up treasures or hand out treasures? Now, don't get mad at me because it sounds like I'm endorsing the selling of our possessions. That was Jesus, by the way. I didn't say that. I just want us to check our inventory. Maybe we can find out why we gather, why we collect, and why we hang on to things we probably will never use again. Being a giver is not just dropping some money in the bucket at church. It's a lifestyle. It means not being attached to time, money, and possessions, but merely enjoying them. It means being able to give when there's a need, not just when it suits us. Looking at our natural circumstances can be great help in understanding our spiritual status. Are you living in a house full of stuff? Are your drawers chaotic? Is your garage a private warehouse? Do you pay for self-storage? Are you a collector? If the answer, if you answer yes to one or more of these questions, then try to be honest while looking into your spiritual life. Do you truly seek to use the gifts God has given you, or do you always ask for more? If you honestly try to tap into the endless resources God has put in you when you received your new spiritual life, Jesus was and is a giver. His message was and is give, and it will be given to you. He warns us about the storage mentality in Matthew 6 verse 19, where it says, Do not store up riches for yourselves here on earth, where moths and rust destroy and robbers break in and steal. Meditate on the following. What can be cleaned out of my garage or storage today? Am I willing to let go of things I do not use? And how can I bless others with my stuff? Journal your thoughts.